Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for returning to Bitchin'. This is the podcast where we talk about someone different each week and just dissect the hell out of them. It's good. I'm learning loads, you know. Are you? It makes you think about... I'm learning loads about you every week. (laughs) You freak. Do you feel like you know me loads better now? No. Every week I'm like, what on earth is she going to say this week? (laughs) It's just every week there's something, there's just something new that I'm just like, how do you get through that? You're the same. Am I? Well, I feel like I've I've got you down, though. Yeah. I'm pretty predictable, actually. <laughs> Something's happened and you're not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so this week on the show, mm-hmm. we are talking about Shia LaBeouf. Just before we start, can yes. I get your general, do you like him, do you not like him? I like him, but I would be very scared to work with him. Mm. How about you? I love him. I love him. I just think he's funny. He's a wonderful actor, I have to say that. I agree with you. He's absolutely great. great. So he, he is a great actor, but he's, his career is interesting because he's not really had the kind of... Um, he's had some real career highs, but he's kind of become famous not because of a particular film, but because of his behaviour outside of acting. And I think that's kind of overshadowed... Maybe what people think about him yeah, as a performer. Shall I read out his wiki? Yeah, let's go for that. Ready? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, born June the 11th, 1986. The most American name of all time, by the way. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Which makes him 32. Yeah. God, he's older than I thought he was. He's got a baby face. Sorry, not that 32 is old. Mm. Obviously, it's young. It's just, I think in my head he's still in Even Stevens. Is an American actor, performance artist, and filmmaker. He became known among younger audiences as Louis Stevens in the Disney Channel series Even Stevens. You were so excited about that to be in the Wikipedia. That's the first thing. A role for which LaBeouf received a Young Artist Award nomination in 2001 and won a Daytime Emmy Award in 2003. He made his film debut. So I, I watched some of Even Stevens in preparation on YouTube. He's so great. It's. He's so funny, so naturally funny. Yeah, yep. and he's young and able to just be so confident yeah, with that performance. Yeah, he's got amazing comic he timing. He carries that yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. Mm. It was something else. You felt like you knew him. Mm. Do you want me to keep reading? It just yeah. talks about then he made his debut film, The Christmas Path. I don't remember that. Uh, 1998. In 2004, he made his directorial debut with a short film, Let's Love Hate, and later directed a short film titled Maniac. Starring mm. American rappers Cage and Kid Cudi. So he's an actor, but that's not why really we know him. 
One of the first stunts he did was where he turned up to the premiere of, I think, Nymphomaniac, wearing a paper bag over his head that said, I am not famous anymore, which I fucking love. I think it's amazing. I think it's great. I think it's amazing. Is it's, it art? It's yes. art, yeah. It's art. It's performance 100%. art. It's art. Yeah. It's art. I saw that, I was like, yeah, art. It's it's like the, um, oh my God, who's that French surrealist who has that cigar and there's a picture of a cigar and underneath it says... Yeah, I think that was what it was meant to be referencing. Yeah. Of course, it's completely like, you know, he turned up with a paper bag on his head and everyone said that he was mad, but I just think that's great. I also think it's because he's a man. I think, you know, did you see the actor from this country... Daisy May Cooper. I was Daisy. literally just thinking of that. Yeah, so she went to the BAFTAs this year dressed in bin bags mm. and donated the money she would have spent on a dress to a food bank. And that's like freakish to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, it's so, I just find it so great when people undermine the things that they're The status going, quo. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's really wonderful. And I think it's also really wonderful to do it with humour. Yeah. Because I don't, I think people looked at what Shia LaBeouf was doing and think, and they were like, oh, is that serious? It's like, no, it's not serious. It's like he's making fun of you for being so interested yeah. in him. I think if he'd done it in the UK, maybe this is me being a bit, mm. God save our <laughs> But I think he God would... God save our British satire. <laughs> I think he'd have got a more understanding reception of what he was trying to do. Yeah. Where we would have got that it was satire. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It depends. The Daily Mail, obviously, would have put him under worse stress like they do with Daisy yeah. May Cooper every time she does anything. I mean, the th- I just love what he's done with being famous. He's done more with being famous than most people. But the other side of that is he is now acting like, kind of like, you know, that guy who's gone to St. Martin's or Goldsmiths or whatever to do a Masters and now thinks that they're like, you know, the next big thing in, in art. But it is, it's unusual that he's when he started on the Disney Channel and mm. he's taken such a alternative route so his childhood was quite difficult his dad was an alcoholic and they didn't have much money and I think he saw he met a child actor and this kid was basically like yeah I'm making loads of money for my family and stuff and he then wanted to do it because of that reason cool and that's why he started doing it how pissed off would you be if you were that kid (laughs) and then you see him on television you're like oh my god he's a hundred times better than any other he stole my life yeah he has done some questionable things. Yeah, should we talk about those? So he was doing a play, he was meant to be doing a play on Broadway and this was going to be his his stage debut. He was going to be doing the play Orphans by Lyle Kessner, I think, or Kyle Lesner, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, have you ever seen it? No. It's a great play, it's a <laughs> really great play. I saw it at the Southwark Playhouse, actually. Oh. Um I thought you didn't um, go to the theatre. Oh, I frequently don't. <laughs> um, this was a while ago. This was before I gave up going to the theatre. <laughs> and it's about these two brothers who live in this house together and it's like they've kind of like rejected the outside world and then this older guy comes in and it like all, yeah, it all goes from there. And Alec Baldwin was going to be playing one of the older guys and um, Tom Sturridge was playing one of the brothers and then Shia LaBeouf was playing the other brother. And just within like the first week he was sacked. And I've got a uh, quote here from Alec Baldwin. Not that we can take his word as gospel. Then Shia LaBeouf showed up. I'd heard from other people that he was potentially very difficult to work with. But I always ignore that because people say the same thing about me. Fair. Fair. 
When he showed up, he seemed like a lot of young actors today, scattered, as he was coming from making six movies in a row, or whatever. There was friction between us from the beginning. LaBeouf seems to carry with him, to put it mildly, a jailhouse mentality wherever he goes. When he came to rehearsal, he was told it was important to memorise all his lines. He took that to heart and memorised all his lines in advance, even emailing me videos in which he read aloud his lines from the entire play to prove he had put in the time. What else do you do in jail? I, however, do not learn my lines in advance like most people who have done plays before. You know, you, you don't really have to unless it's something that's specified by the director. So he began to sulk because he felt we were slowing him down. You could tell right away he loves to argue. And one day he attacked me in front of everyone. He said, you're slowing me down and you don't know your lines. And if you don't say your lines, I'm just going to keep saying my lines. (laughs) We all sat frozen. I snorted a bit and turning to him in front of the whole cast, I asked, if I don't say my words fast enough, you're just going to say your next line. I said, you realise the lines are written in a certain order. He just glared at me. So I asked the company to break. And I took the stage manager with Sullivan to another room and I said, one of us is going to go. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll go. I said, don't fire the kid, I'll quit. They said, no, 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 no. And they fired him. And I think he was shocked. He had that card. That card you get when you make films that make a lot of money that give you a certain kind of entitlement. I think he was surprised that it didn't work in the theatre. I get it, like doing a play is really scary. It's really. I also you- think who made the decision to put Alec Baldwin and Shia LaBeouf in the same room. Yeah. That's on them. Because anyone else, you'd have gone, oh, he's a bit difficult, but you'd have carried on. But Alec Baldwin went, it's him or it's me. Yeah, which is like such a stupid way of trying to fix things. And doing and and telling people about that as well is letting Mm. the world know, I gave them an ultimatum and they chose me. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf, I think. And also he got fired for being incredibly prepared. For knowing all of his lines. Well, he didn't get fired for that. He got fired for... For being rude. Being rude, yeah. And in the emails, it's like, it's all really weird. It's like, I think it's just a sense of like real, like deep insecurity, which I get because like, especially if you've never done a professional play before and like all your work is in... And you're that famous. Yeah, it's a really terrifying prospect. Yeah. And... I'd learn all my lines before. Mm, But you wouldn't then be like to Alec Baldwin, I'm just going to keep saying my lines over you. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't agree with his politics. Yeah. No, you're right. I wouldn't, of course. Um, I do think it comes from like an insecurity place and he probably was really desperate to get it right. And in all the emails that he sent to like the director and like the, like there was one email he sent to the writer, the writer had been like, don't worry about it, Shia, you know, you know, we all still really care about you and whatever. He'd just written something like, don't listen to me, I'm just a kid or something. Oh, bless him. I just think, you know, doing theatre is really scary. And there's no set rules. There's all these assumptions that you know what you're doing Mm. and and it always feels like everyone knows what they're doing apart from you and you're slightly guessing all of the kind of a given rules that aren't set in stone. It's not like any other job where there's your line manager and this is what you're doing on Monday. I just think no actor, though, should be in the position where other people can get fired. No, I completely agree. And I also think no actor should tell another actor how to do their job because we all have different methods. I agree. Not everyone is a learn-their-lines-before kind of person. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Turn up on time and be nice and do your thing and listen to the director and that's kind of it. 
There's a Neil Gaiman lecture that he does to a load of art students who are all graduating and it's the he has his own kind of rule of three, which is you have to only ever be two of these three things. Really nice, punctual or really good at your job. Mm. So you either have to be really nice and punctual. You don't have to be great at your job because everyone's always happy to see you and yeah. you're always on time. Yeah. Or you're really good at your job and you're always punctual, but you're a bit of an arsehole, but that's fine because you get the yeah, job done. Yeah. Or whatever the other combination. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yes. Not, uh, not on Talented time. Talented and nice. Talented. And a bit sky. That's me. <laughs> Which one are you? You're all three. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I'm a bit of an arsehole sometimes. No, you're not. Not to, you know, people's faces. <laughs> Can we talk about... Just do it! Just do it, bitch! It's my favourite thing in the world. He's such an icon. He's such a meme icon. So he did it in front of... A... So for anyone who doesn't know, mm. you should just Google Shia LaBeouf, just do it. Mm. It's a video on YouTube of him giving the most inspirational, motivational speech. Just do it! Yesterday you said tomorrow, so today... Just do it! And he does it in front of a green screen. Yeah. So you he's You can put people. him anywhere, basically. But it's the way people talk about him, like he's like he doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm like, he knows he knows. He did it in front of a green screen. He knew that it was gonna become the Shia LaBeouf just do it meme. Yeah. He's smart. And I also love the fact that um you know the Shia LaBeouf song. The Rob yes. Cantor cannibal song. So originally that was just like a a thing that Rob Cantor did in his room and he like made up the silly song about Shia LaBeouf being a cannibal which isn't true and then he like did like a live version of it and like Shia LaBeouf like turned up and does a cameo and in like a really fun way and I just think as soon as he did that I that was my opinion of him I was like oh you really do have a sense of humor about who you are and what you're doing and that being said can I read this thing of what happened when he got arrested <laughs> Oh, yeah, go on. In the absence of interviews, LaBeouf made headlines for a different reason in the summer of 2017 when he was arrested for public drunkenness in Georgia. So he's now, he's going through addiction. He's going through, you know, alcoholism and stuff. Video footage was released of the arrest, showing LaBeouf telling the officer arresting him that he was going to hell, amongst other profanities. He told a black officer, you got a president who don't give a shit about you. So you want to arrest white people who give a fuck? (sighs) LaBeouf made a public apology, acknowledging the severity of his behaviour and indicating his commitment to getting sober. Imagine if when you're drunk you become racist. Mm. Just never, ever drink. Well, yeah. I mean, he's an alcoholic. He should never have another drink again. Yeah, you are right. 
I hope that he can do that. I hope he can stop drinking before, you know. Yeah, I hope he can just do a Robert Downey Jr. and just fully sort himself out and just, you know, make the films that he should be making and making all his art and stuff that he makes with his friends, Rothko and Turner. They're the, you know, and they did like the He Will Not Divide Us thing, which was just like, it was a fl- it's a flag saying He Will Not Divide Us and it they did it when Trump got elected. It's basically like a live stream yeah. of this flag. And then also... Initially, I think it was a live stream. I'm not sure this is 100% right, but it was a live stream of Shire. Oh, a live stream of different people turning up and saying he will not divide us. But loads of neo-Nazis turned up and ruined it kind of thing. And the flag itself has now been, like, burnt. Yeah, Nazis used, like, drones to, like, go oh and, like, God. set the flag on fire and stuff. So it really riled people up. Wow. But the live stream's still going and it is still this flag waving in the wind, but it's totally been burnt so it's only like the edges of the flag which is actually really like you know evocative image they also made this film which i haven't watched the entirety of but i watched some of it which is just them hitchhiking um via the internet so they post their location online and then Mm. wait for someone to come and pick them up and obviously like the majority of people who come are shia labeouf fans so, like, one family turned up with, like, an Even Stevens, like, poster. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, like, so happy to see them. Aww. That's the thing. He he He's not like, oh, I'm an artist now. I want to get... He's, Aww. like, he's like engaging with people's understandings of him as a celebrity. That's what I really like about it. It's why I think yeah. maybe Alec Baldwin... We were talking about this with Dave earlier, mm. about how... The worst thing is when people are horrible to everyone apart from famous people where they're like, yeah, yeah, mm. all rubbish. It sounds like he's almost the opposite where he was He's rude. just himself. Yeah. yeah, he was rude to Alec Baldwin, but he's nice to people mm. who are going to really appreciate in mm. him, not to justify him being rude to Alec Baldwin. That's so lovely. Yeah, I know. It's cool. It's like not the route you'd expect him. It's not the route anyone's pushed him into. No. It's the route he's chosen for himself. They also did that one which was just... Um, him in a room and you went in to the room and there were loads of like and this was from like him basically reading all the horrible stuff that was said about him online he was like okay i'm gonna go in a room and there's gonna be like loads of shit on the table there was like pliers like i think there was a knife there was like a bowl of like um tweets that people had written about like really horrible things that you could like pick out and like read to him and he's there. He, I think he's got like a bag over his head or something. Saying I'm not famous anymore. Saying I'm not famous anymore. Um, but he was sexually assaulted. In the room? Yeah. A woman came in and, and I think tried to like, rape him or something. What? He was fine. They got her out of there or whatever. But like, Jesus that is Christ. That's so unsafe. So was it kind of provoking people <clears throat> to go in and they could do whatever yeah. they wanted to him? But fucking hell, you, to do something like that, you clearly have no sense of self-preservation. I do worry about him because that is a thing that like a lot of addicts struggle with is like not enjoying the feeling of safety but it's also a smart way it's a provocation isn't it to those people who are rude about him saying would you do this to my face and would you say this to my face and And most people wouldn't he said that most people were just absolutely lovely oh and there was such a like outpouring of love towards him when people got in the room and they because the thing is is like you can you can talk about something like this and you can sneer at it and you can be like what a load of shit and then actually you get in the room with the person and he's like just sat there. I, think it's I can imagine it being really, you know. I'd be crying. Yeah. Just to share a moment with 
Charlotte <laughs> with Eve and Stevens. With Eve and Stevens. Because <laughs> remember, so I did a show in Edinburgh that was a bit audience interactory, and I was playing a doll, and I was trying to get people to smash up the doll, mm. and I would go into the audience, and I would ask people to punch yeah. me in the face, and people would punch me in the in the face in the face. And you then do they'd... have one of those faces. <laughs> But then they'd look really surprised that it had hurt me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It was almost yeah. like they didn't understand that the space we were in wasn't all completely invented. Yeah. It was like, I'm still a human being who you've just... Yeah, those people would have done what they were told by the Nazis, wouldn't they? <laughs> 100%. Do you know, you're right, yeah. yeah. 100%, yeah. It reminds me of that Mitchell and Webb sketch where um, the guy goes to the cliff with his son and David Mitchell, your close personal friend, yeah. is there. And he's like, jump off a cliff, it's two quid. And the other guy's like, oh, um, there, are there no, like, harnesses or yes. anything? And he's like, jump off a cliff, it's two quid. And then the other guy's like, oh, but it's all fine, isn't it? And then David Mitchell goes, oh, it's all fine, jump off a cliff, it's all it's all fine. Oh, right, then two, two to jump off a cliff then. Oh, are you really going to do it? And then he falls to his death. That's amazing. Have you seen the videos of people doing bungee jumping where just before, just as they jump, the person filming goes, oh my God, wait a second. And then they throw a second piece of rope after them. So that person jumping watches what they think is the rope holding them up, fly past them, presumably defecate, think they're going to die. And then obviously they bounce it because it's not the... I know people are sick, but it is quite funny. (laughs) So that was Shia LaBeouf. Shia, call me. <laughs> call Helen. Call me. Call me as well. I'd like to do some art with you. Oh, let's be in something with him. Yeah. Get him to... Let's just do it. It was just some students, wasn't it? Asked him to come and do it for them. Should we invite Shia LaBeouf on the podcast? I bet he'd come. <laughs> he probably would. He just does whatever, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. We should send him this podcast and say, what do you think? We love you. We do love you, actually. I would like to be his friend. All right. I'm a bit nervous now. <laughs> He's not going to listen. He's rich. He's busy. He's busy. I don't know. I feel like the impact this podcast is having on real life events, mm. everybody, maybe it's just because I Google them loads so then I get Then you get the Google alerts yeah. of what's happening. Yeah, you're right. Have you seen that. about Elon Musk's tunnel? Yeah. Mad. So and it was meant to be like this hyperspace tunnel and now it's just a tunnel. <laughs> it's just a slightly smaller than normal tunnel which can only hold one car. <laughs> I love him. And Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos having a big fight about who's going to go to space first. Yeah. I mean, they were already doing that, to be fair. We didn't start they that They should war. have a dick contest. Who's got the biggest? Who's got the biggest stiffy gets to go to space? <laughs> Dilly. I'm shocked and appalled. <laughs> oh, shut up, you nympho. You love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more frigid than you are. I just appear like I'm not. <laughs> I'm just taken aback. Yeah. I've not heard the word stiffy in a while. Stiffy, yeah, it's quite vulgar, isn't it, really? That I apologise. Yeah. I do apologise. All right, so... Um, thanks, thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back again next Monday. Uh, in the meantime, check out our Patreon page. If Can you say that without laughing? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's the glasses that make it seem like I'm being stern. <laughs> the thing is, I can't. I don't like asking people for money, but we, but we need do need it. some money. We really need some money, otherwise, this is um, unsustainable. It is unsustainable. Bitch, better have my money. 
don't act like you don't know me. Oh my god, that video. Imagine getting to tie up Maz Megelson. So Rihanna lives in London. Oh, fuck me. Have you seen all this? Oh, she lives I'm, in London. I'm still thinking about Maz Megelson. But have you it. seen that she lives in London? Yeah, she lives in um, St John's Wood. <laughs> she does. I know, but it's just funny because I know, yeah, like with it. a Sainsbury's bag. Because she, yeah, she shops at Sainsbury's. I wonder if that's does her billionaire boyfriend live here? Is that why she's here? I bet it's that. Mm. But she's lived here for like a year. Yeah, it's mad. Queen. Oh, um. Rihanna, do you want to come to my play at the bush? <laughs> she'll move from John's Wood and yeah. she'll come to the bush. <laughs> hey, the bush and John's Wood should team up. The bush at John's Wood. You think I'm vulgar? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of funny place names in mm. London. Cockfosters is still... Yeah, it's still the one. The one. Still the one I love. Okay. Okay, we're going now. I need a hot drink. You said that at the end of last episode. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like we're doing all these episodes at once. <laughs> and she's still not had a cup of tea. I might get something to munch on. Mm, me too. Maybe a bit of shepherd's bush. <laughs> Goodbye, Goodbye forever. You've been listening to Bitchin', a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Munch. Our music was by Dave Cribb and our artwork was by Luke W. Robinson.